Hey everyone, welcome back to the Jamie Star Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode. So my guest today started off her career in the law field, and now she's a full-time content creator. My guest today is Stephanie Wiseman. Growing up while you were in school, did you always kind of have your eye on going into law? I kind of did. I feel like since around the age of like 12, 15, when I was in high school, that's when I kind of decided that I wanted to go in law. It was a subject that always fascinated me. And as my family would say, I was always devil's advocate. (laughs) My uncle, my dad would always make fun of me because I was always defending my brother when he would get in trouble. And so I felt like it just came naturally to me. And that's why I decided to pursue law. What was something that surprised you during that portion or that time in your life? Um, I mean, honestly, it was completely different than what I was expecting. So what you see on TV, what you think a lawyer's job is, in reality, it's not that at all. So... I feel like it was a lot more paperwork and research than anyone would expect. When you think about a lawyer, you think about him going to court, doing litigation, and that's probably five to 10% of the job. Yeah. 90% is probably doing your research, reading, you know, uh, legislation, jurisdiction, and typing all these you know letters that you have to send to court and i didn't expect that i feel like that's something that you don't think of when you go into law um but yeah what is the most challenging part about that field of work a lot honestly (laughs) i feel like so many things are challenging For example, the hours, you're working very long hours. Uh, Most jobs are not your typical nine to five. Right. If you're working for a company, then you have more regular hours. But if you're working in a law firm, a lot of my colleagues would come in on a Sunday, for example, if they had a really important case and they had to go to court on Monday, then they would come into the office on the weekends. They would stay in the office until probably 9, 10 p.m. some nights. That's crazy. um, the hours are definitely something that you need to take into consideration going into this job. It's not your typical nine to five. Yeah. And it's a very male dominated industry. Mm-hmm. That's something that also was challenging, especially considering that I graduated when I was very young. So I studied in Canada and the program's a little bit different there. Mm-hmm. Um, I know in the States it's four years to do your bachelor's in Canada it's three years and then you go to pass your bar exam so I passed my bar at a very young age and I am petite I'm like this five foot two short little girl and I always looked very young for my age Mm -hmm. so when I got into the work field I feel like it was hard to be taken seriously because I was surrounded by men that were double my age most were like, you know, in their 40s, 50s. They could have been your dad. 20-year-old me. <laughs> they literally could have been your dad. Exactly, exactly. They could have been my dad. And so, um, you know, making my way through the work field when I first started and I was really, really young, 
that was also something that was quite challenging. Yeah. Do you miss it at all? In some ways, but also no, because I feel like the lifestyle and, you know, just the quality of life that I have now is so much better, especially because I'm a mom now and I have a daughter and being able to work from home and take care of her. For example, she got sick today and I couldn't take her to daycare, unfortunately. If I worked in a law firm, I wouldn't be able to just stay home and take care of her and watch over her. But my job being that, you know, I work my own hours, I do my own schedule, it's very flexible. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't give that up for the world. Yeah. When did you know it was time for the chapter of being in law to come to an end? Um, That's a good question. I feel like it wasn't like this aha moment where I was like, okay, to next week I'm quitting law and I'm going full force into influencing. It was more of a gradual. um, So I never expected this to be my full job, full-time job. I started my Instagram as a side hobby. I was always into photography. I always liked fashion, beauty, And it was kind of just a way for me to express myself creatively. But when my Instagram started growing slowly but surely, that's when I started taking things seriously and realized that, okay, this can actually be something here and I can actually make a career out of this. So I feel like when I started making more money off of influencing than I was working my legal job that's when i was like okay i think you know and i also got pregnant i feel like that played a big role Mm -hmm. so i feel like when i got pregnant and my business was really very efficient got to a point where i could sustain myself that's probably when i started considering um leaving my job and by the end of my pregnancy or around the middle of my pregnancy, I think I was four months pregnant around three, mm-hmm. four months pregnant. That's when I was like, okay, I'll take time off. I won't work as a legal advisor anymore. And I'll just go into full-time influencing. It'll allow me to have, you know, an end of pregnancy. That's a little bit more relaxed. Cause I didn't want to work when I was obviously eight, nine months pregnant. I wanted to take that time for myself. Oh, totally. So. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of what Yeah. was the deciding factor. Oh, totally. <laughs> how did so would you say that's kind of how being a content creator and an influencer for you kind of start like came to be is because you were pregnant, you were at home, you were taking time for yourself and one one thing sort of led to another and now you're a full-time content Instagram creator. Yeah, well, I always knew I wanted to go full-time. I feel like being pregnant was just the deciding factor, but I always knew eventually when I started my... When I saw that my Instagram started blowing up, Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, this can actually be something, and it was always in the back of my mind. Um, But I started it actually in 2016. Oh, wow. So I've been been on Instagram for quite some time Yeah. Um, but at first I wasn't taking it very seriously. Like I said, it was a hobby. So I wasn't <laughs> posting every single day. I wasn't being very consistent with it. Yeah. It's only around, I think, 2017, 2018, I started being very consistent, posting every day. And that's where my growth grew exponentially. Mm-hmm. And that's when I realized, okay, this can actually be something here. And I can quit my job eventually. Yeah. 
What do you love most about creating content for social media? I love the fact that I'm able to express myself creatively and the art of photography. I love creating beautiful imagery. I feel like it's something that I always enjoyed. My husband, actually, when we were just dating, the first birthday gift that he got me was a professional DSLR camera. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A very expensive camera. <laughs> and I didn't even have Instagram back then. Oh, wow. I was just like taking pictures because I loved working with photographers on the side. Um, I kind of like would use it as a way to make money on the side while I was studying. I like a side hustle. Makeup artist, exactly. I would collaborate with makeup artists, photographers to kind of build my portfolio, learn my angles. And that's kind of where I learned to be comfortable in front of the camera. Yeah. When did you notice a growth in your following? Like, when did you start to see that rise sort of happen? When I started being consistent with it and posting every single day on Instagram, which back then, I feel like it was much easier to grow. I'm talking 2017, 2018. Yeah. When I probably yeah. saw the most growth, yeah. but it was very slow at first. Mm -hmm. I feel like the first year I only gained a thousand followers. Which is still a lot. Yeah, which wasn't bad. Yeah, for a first I was year. Super consistent for the first year. Right. Second year, I was a bit more consistent, and that's where I grew to probably five or 10K. But the third year is when I really blew up to 100K. Yeah, I now you're like at like 120K something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But now it's it's much harder to grow on Instagram than it was back in 2017, 2018. 100%. And I would say the pandemic is definitely like part of it because all these influencers sort of erupted during yeah, COVID. Exactly. And now we have TikTok. It's a whole new world. It, oh, from 2017 until now? Yes, 100%. And can you imagine in two years from now, <laughs> a year or two from now, it's going to be like, what, TikTok? It's going to be like talking know, about right? Vine, R.I.P. Vine. Uh, I miss Vine. That's, those were the good old days, honestly. I was in middle school when Vine became popular. And oh me and my friends lived on it. I know. It was honestly really, really like a first of its kind. It was kind of this short form video and I think why the platform didn't do as well is because it was a bit harder for creators to create content on it versus TikTok. It was ahead it's of its so time. Easy. You have templates, you can edit on the app, you have sounds that you can add. Um, yeah, Vine didn't have that. You just had to like upload your video. Yeah, but a lot of creators on Vine were able to transfer to YouTube, which was really great to see. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Vine was also way ahead of its time. If you had to choose either posting more fashion or beauty, because I saw on your Instagram you kind of do both, if you could only choose one, which one would you pick? Oh, for sure fashion. I oh. feel like fashion is my forte. Oh, yeah. I love beauty. I love skincare, but I'm not a professional makeup artist by any mean. I feel like I try to perfect my everyday makeup look. Mm -hmm. I love discovering new products and playing with it, but I feel like I always do natural makeup on me. I rarely do like full glam. I always stick to something that's more natural and everyday because that's what I prefer. Mm -hmm. So 
that's why I don't do that many makeup looks on my Instagram, but it's definitely like something that I love. But fashion is, like I said, it's my forte. It's your niche. It's my, yeah, my niche. <laughs> exactly. How would you like to expand your platform in the future? I would love, well, I started TikTok, obviously. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to grow on there a little bit more, slowly but surely. I feel like it's such a fun platform. Mm -hmm. I feel like just creating content on there is a lot easier. It's more real, more relatable. So mm -hmm. that's something that I definitely want to pursue. And hopefully also YouTube yeah. is something that I want to grow this year. I started my channel, but I haven't been super consistent with it just because with pregnancy and everything, it was hard to split myself into three with Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and I had my blog. Right. How plus, like, put it, it on the back end. Yeah, plus editing is very time-consuming and very, you know, it takes a long time. Like I said, it's extremely time-consuming, so it's like a whole other job to add to your plate. Yeah, it really is. But I also want to include more wellness and fitness into my content. Mm -hmm. I feel like I do a really good job at that on TikTok. But on Instagram, because I started posting since 2016, I've been posting mostly fashion. My followers are used to seeing that from me. Mm -hmm. um, but so many of my followers request my workout routine, my what I eat in a day kind of yeah. That's something that I'm trying to post a lot more of on Instagram. Yeah. On a scale from 1 to 10, where do you think you fall in line when it comes to being a dancer? Like a good dancer. Do you think you're a good dancer, oh like God. the life of the party, <laughs> and you can go on the dance floor and live your best life? Or do you stay as far away from the dance floor or dancing as possible? <laughs> Maybe if I have a couple of drinks in me, but <laughs> no, as far as skills, I would say zero. As far as going on the dance floor and having fun when I'm out with my friends, I'll definitely do that. But um, don't expect to see any killer moves. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I understand. With a few drinks in you and some friends. Exactly. That's like the key to being a good dancer. Exactly. Right. What is your spirit animal? Oh my gosh, I never really thought of that. That's a good question. I don't know. When I was young, I was always obsessed with dolphins for some reason. But now dolphins that are I'm cool. older, I couldn't really tell you. I never thought about that question. Ooh. What fictional character can be any kind of fictional character from like a TV show or a movie do you wish actually like existed in real life? Hmm. Oh my gosh. I feel like Blair Waldorf from Gossip Girl has always been such an icon. And it would be amazing to actually have a conversation with her. <laughs> That's a good one. Have you ever, I love asking, these are one of, I have two parent, like, mom questions. And they're my two favorite questions I ask parents. The first one is, have you ever caught yourself watching, like, a kid's TV show without your daughter being around? Without my daughter, probably not. But with my daughter, definitely. Yeah. because <laughs> like yesterday, because... Yeah. No, go ahead. Yesterday, she was a bit sick, so we just sat on the couch and watched Disney movies, honestly. And it's the cutest thing. 
Oh, 100%. Like, wait until she gets older because my parents, I've busted my parents watching, like, my childhood TV shows by themselves without me or my sister in the room. (laughs) I love that. So if you find a good, so, like, when shows, you know, come out, like, when she gets older, that might happen to you. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Maybe when I'm going to get to my second one. (laughs) Yeah. All that's going to be playing in the background of my house at this point. Mm -hmm. The second question is coming in a second. But in the meantime, what is your favorite food? Or what are some of your favorite foods? Probably pizza. Yum. And sushi are probably my go-to for an actual meal. And then any type of desserts. I have the biggest sweet tooth. Me too. like chocolate cheesecake um yeah i can't resist you can never go wrong with the brownie sundae oh my gosh that sounds amazing brownie vanilla ice cream on top hot fudge drizzled on top brownie has to be warm that sounds so good don't tempt me and the ice cream just melts on the brownie it's like (laughs) oh my god i've been trying to lower my sugar consumption actually (laughs) lately because i feel like at night before going to bed, I just need something sweet. I don't know what it is. I don't feel satisfied until I have like that little piece of chocolate or whatever it is. It's chocolate funny you say cookie. that. Yeah, it's funny you say that because I had M&M's before I went to bed last night. Oh my gosh, so good. <laughs> Do you ever wish you could live as an adult in a decade that you were a child in? Just to like kind of see what it was like to like live as an adult at that time? I kind of do miss the 90s, yeah, to be honest. Before social media was a thing, <laughs> and you actually had to, like, go outside. Yeah. The source of distraction was TV or playing video games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just learned about 90s video games for the first time, like, last week. Stop. They were honestly the best. Street Fighter, my childhood. <laughs> I mean... I always, like, pa- I mean, I've known about Pac-Man, I've known about, like, Galaga and stuff, but, like, the other stuff I'm ju- I just learned about last week. And Mario, I obviously knew about, too. Oh, oh, my gosh. I miss Super Nintendo. I used to play with my older brother all the time, to the point that my mom would hide the remotes from us. There's a Super Nintendo world in, in Florida now. Oh, really? I mm-hmm. knew that. They just opened it. Oh, it's, that would be so fun to bring kids. It's like, like my daughter would have so much fun there. It's like Disney, but it's Super Nintendo. Oh, that's so interesting. And Princess Peach actually talks during character interactions. <laughs> I saw that on Instagram. Like, people are oh, saying, like, what are your thoughts of Princess Peach actually talking to guests? That would be so cute to bring my daughter there. I feel like she would love that. Oh, yeah. How much water do you drink in a day? Not enough. <laughs> not enough. I'm on my second cup of coffee right now, and I still haven't had a sip of water. It's 11 a.m. So, um, but it's one of my goals, actually. It's one of my 2023 resolutions to drink more water. Cool. So my next question, my next question, which is my second favorite question to ask parents, and every parent I've asked this to dies of laughter. What is something that your child or children, well, child in your case, are is into, but you think it's really annoying or really stupid or really dumb? Um, I mean, I don't think it's dumb, but she's super into makeup and hair, which is interesting for a two-year-old. Oh, wow. She always goes into my makeup, steals all my lipsticks, my lip gloss, 
and she brings me her hair ties. She asks me, mommy, can you do a braid? Which is the cutest thing. <gasps> but something that I find annoying, I mean, one thing that she's has the habit of doing is just throwing everything on the ground. <laughs> when she doesn't want something anymore, whether it's her coloring book, her water bottle, as soon as she's done with it, she'll just like, instead of putting it to the side, she'll like throw it on the ground. I'm, she's like, I'm done and I want the world to know. Yeah. And, I wish she didn't do that all the time, especially when it comes to food. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. What is your favorite time of the day? In the morning, for Ooh. sure. Morning time, when I'm getting ready, having my first cup of coffee. For me, that's like my sacred time. Love it. And what is a fun fact that not a lot of people know about you? Um, I actually did professional gymnastics for a couple of years when I was young, like oh. six years old, seven years old. Oh, that's cool. Once again, I've been speaking with lawyer turned content creator Stephanie Wiseman. I will see you all in my next episode where I'm chatting with actress Becca Andrews.